There once was a time without Brock. It was 28 or some years ago. Diane and her partner, who I'm blanking on the name, met at the Peace Corp. But what they didn't know is that even though they were helping humanity, their best achievement, their most important addition to the world would be their son, Brock Hansen. All right, guys. Uh, hello and welcome to another episode of Eat Your Broccoli. Eat your broccoli. So, um, oh yeah, we're gonna do that thing. What are we? <laughs> oh, we're gonna do the thing. Right? We gotta do something. Ah, uh, hey guys, what's uh, up? up? Uh, uh, y'all recording a podcast. podcast. That's so that cool. cool. Hey, I'm gonna rip this giant. giant bon- I feel like I'm just talking. And you're just mirroring me. I try my best to follow, but you're going too fast. It's fine. Uh, so, uh, yeah, so Brock Hansen, he is kind of finding himself in another country. Yeah. Um, he is, he is uh, on a spiritual quest. I think I so. Um, what do you think he's learned over there? I don't know if he has learned anything specific. Or if he will learn anything specific. However, I think it's the fact that he's taking some time for himself to go somewhere else and explore and learn. And and there's he's not waiting for anybody. He is not looking for anybody. He's just doing something because he wants to do it and because he can. Yeah. Honestly, that's such an amazing thing, I think. Yeah. And I support him 100%. And I hope that he does have a good time. I, I'm sure he's having a good time. Yeah. But even if he's not having a good time, like even if it's like the shittiest he's learning and growing. thing, he's learning, he's growing. This experience is going to be so like important to him. So you've talked about how um, I think your exact words are, I know everything and I'm brilliant and I know everything. That sounds like me. And uh, I would argue that it's so funny when you read Wikipedia as much as I do, and then you actually go to a place. Turns out you learn infinitely more simply by being there and interacting with human beings uh, in a different kind of culture and, and place. It's insane. Yeah. I think Mark Twain said something really smart once about traveling, and I'm not going to repeat it because I don't remember it. He, I'm sure he said something real really good. smart. It was yeah. real good looking up. He's very smart. <laughs> but think about that. I mean, anybody listening at home, like, I don't know what your situation is. And one thing that nobody ever brings up is that this stuff costs money. And, like, we can't pretend like that's not a factor. But that being said. Traveling, you uh, I mean? Yeah. Yeah. But people who talk about their um, life and the benefits that they get out of going international or even just traveling anywhere. 
memories are just like the best bang for your buck in terms of your overall happiness. Yeah. And experiences in particular. So going to different places, trying out new things. It seems like oh, I'm only there for a minute, but I'm like, no, you care. What are you but yeah. a collection of memories, you know, and, and a will? Yeah. Like that's that's essentially what you are. And when you have memories that are exciting or different or like, oh, I never would imagine I would have gone there. Yeah. Um, and you can find important, you can find importance. Is that a word? Yeah. I don't is. know. You yeah, can make yeah. something important out of just going to we're in atlanta there's this place called the beltline yeah like just going to the beltline with someone that you care about or even by yourself and just feeling it just being there being present yeah looking at the things around you at the people around you yeah and just noticing that there's so much that is wonderful oh about this world about your neighborhood about other people and just absorbing that for a moment that just makes you feel like yeah good that makes you feel like weed, you belong yeah. here we should smoke weed together we should smoke weed together we're not smoking i know it's an illicit narcotic but if we did we um, are not smoking any weed until yeah, it's legal not. right sure or uh, we're in colorado we're in legal, or alaska yeah alaska so speaking of which uh, diego left recently for yeah. a trip to alaska mm-hmm. you went on a two-week cruise with I, your wonderful wife kathleen um tell us about that that was as we were talking about traveling that was one of the most wonderful places i've been i had a fantastic time because alaska we were joking is you look that way and it's like wow that's a painting and then you look a little bit that way and it's like that's another painting and then you keep like turning around yeah and it's just such a beautiful place that everywhere you look you're like that is amazingly beautiful because it's it's untouched there's no presence of of humans because it's such a difficult place to live in yeah that it it retains that natural beautiful like amazing beauty that the earth can offer yeah for sure Um, and then at the same time you're on a cruise and you're getting drunk every day (laughs) and you're watching shows that are terrible the shows are terrible the talent is undeniable but the shows are terrible so you're saying there's poor writing it is poor writing and execution Mm. but the talent is good interesting uh i do think that i a hundred percent i think the talent is fantastic it's like you're watching the star wars prequels um every day exactly and you're like you know what this is the talent is on the that's who are the actors? Uh, uh, Natalie Matthew Portman, McConaughey. Liam Neeson, Ewan McGregor. Who? What? <laughs> Matthew McConaughey is not in it? No, McConaughey didn't make an appearance in the prequels, unfortunately. Uh, although him is a... I was going to say Jedi, but honestly, him as a Sith would be great. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> coming at you to watch out. What's your best Matthew McConaughey? Uh, uh, well, you know, it's easy to go to Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Everyone uh, wants to do that. Like, all right, all right. But I'm going to go to Fast Times at Ridgemont High. And do that other scene that is a meme where everyone's like, where he's like, y'all got any weed? And they're like, no. And he's like, be a lot cooler if you did. <laughs> Which is why Brock is so cool, because he always has weed. You know, he's cool for a lot of reasons, but that's the biggest one. That's the biggest reason. Um, so uh, let's get into it. Let's uh, Speaking of weed, let's uh, take a trip to the weed box. I can't remember if it's my turn or your turn. I think it's yours. Uh, let's do it together. Okay. All right. 
All right. We, you read the first half. We picked something. I'm going to read, read the, the first, first half. half. If it's one word, then I still read the first <laughs> I'm going to read the first half, and then uh, Michael's going to read the second half. Uh, the first half is Harry. Uh, Potter. So. Oh, wait. Yeah, Potter. Harry Potter. I thought I said bung. Harry Potter. Harry Potter. Uh, yeah. Okay. We were talking about Harry Potter yesterday, and you said that you did not appreciate the second to last chapter of the last book. I said a lot of things about Harry Potter, and while I appreciate you getting everybody who's listening to this mad at me, what I largely said, I will, well, you know what, Let you're right. Let me start with the bad, so that way I can dig myself out of this hole, uh, which is an oxymoron. <laughs> but uh, anyway, so I said that I think that Harry Potter, uh, the very last confrontation between him and Voldemort in the books is a little heavy-handed and expositional. And I know that she originally, I believe anyway, J.K. Rowling wrote that final kind of confrontation. It was like one of the first things she wrote. And then maybe she came back or she felt like she had to work at it. But from what I remember, it just kind of feels like Harry and Voldemort are pointing wands at each other and they are circling each other in this like weird like Mexican standoff. And they're just talking for like a few pages <laughs> and everyone like there's a lot of people there too so everyone's just like waiting and like oh like like they're just like the chorus taking in all this information and you're like well i i don't know i feel like someone would have done something but regardless of that uh some of the other criticisms i had were there is a lot of inconsistencies uh with the world which i think uh jk herself acknowledges like the time turners not being used to any like only in the third book. yeah yeah that's it or sometimes with the apparating i think that's what it's called where it's like people are flying when it feels like they would probably teleport or they could use that to a higher advantage or yeah. anyway but beyond all that the truth is that this story gets what matters most correct i mean it's an it's a young adult series people have to remember that it's infinitely readable by anyone the prose is so fantastic it's never heady or like ridiculous it's just really smartly written and the characters are phenomenal like harry is the perfect example for the morals of these stories which are relying on friendship and that the way that they overcome evil when you think about like dumbledore and voldemort being the most powerful wizards alive at that time uh, particularly voldemort because remember dumbledore had the elder wand attuned to him when they got in that uh draw at the end of, I want to say, Order of Phoenix, maybe. And uh, still, they realize, like, the only way we're going to defeat evil is together. And I may not feel like a hero. I may literally be the chosen one, but it don't. I don't feel like this is so beyond me. I'm just a poor kid who's so amazed by this, who just wants to fit in and have friends. And it's just a group of individual, seemingly normal people deciding to act. And only through that, but through that, they're able to defeat anything, which is fucking awesome story, especially for like a kid's book. Yeah. So great. Yeah. So uh, for anyone out there, don't hate Harry Potter. I'm a huge fan. I can't believe that something so amazing was written in my lifetime. And I went back and uh, I kind of, when I first got, when Philosopher's Stone came out, I was the same. I was kind of the same age as Harry's that were coming out. Yeah. But um, I stopped reading him for a, period once i think i got into high school um never had a problem with them i just you know 
things happened and, you know, I was more interested in my crippling anxieties than I was in Harry Potter for whatever reason. And, uh, yeah, I came back to it like in my early 20s and read them all. And they were dope. You know what bothers me about Harry Potter? Yeah. If I'm not mistaken, and I may be, there is no Spanish-speaking wizardly school. Sure. Yeah. There is one in Brazil. Oh, okay. That's the closest one to Venezuela, but that would mean... Where do they introduce the Brazilian school? I think it might have been just uh, after the fact, like Pottermore. Oh, okay. Um, I think there's one in the really? U.S. They have a Portuguese there's school. They Brazil. have no Spanish-speaking um, school. There's one in England. Hmm. Um, what, what's the three or the, the three or four ones that are actually in the books? Uh, in the yeah, one? so they've got the all-girls school. Yeah. And then the, uh, there's rabid fan all six of our fans one of them's a huge harry potter fan and they're losing their minds listening to this and we're sorry that we're not remembering this off the cuff but yeah they've got the uh, all boys school which has this heavy russian vibe yeah and they have this french all girls school right and uh yes and that is just three right in in that series that's yeah. all we know i that's believe there's a there. japanese one as well oh okay anyhow there is not a spanish speaking one you're kidding me that i that I, i'm gonna google it but i i, be, I remember being wow. really upset at this because it's like so you say so wait, many so people you brought this up at pottermore so you must have looked this up somewhat recently in your life yeah and you were like, "What? What the? Heck? Like, yeah? Do I now? Do I need to know English or Portuguese? Like, what? Is there? Is there? Is there a spell for kids like me that only do Spanish for us to be able to go to a wizardly school? <laughs> like, what's what's? Yeah. Anyhow, that's one of the. A I'm lot of sorry. people complain about other inconsistencies, but I I just think you know it's is inclusion. There a, uh, is is there a, a Chinese or Mandarin speaking school? You know what? I don't think there is. And it's not on you to know that. I was just, yeah. Yeah. But anyway, well, I'm sure they'll get around to it. All right. Uh, I'm sorry. To move it all, to get it all back to Brock. I think we, oh, that's right. I think yes. we talked about this in the in the first um, uh, Eat Your Broccoli. We all agreed that Brock would be uh, Gryffindor, I think. Yes. Right? Mm, yes. I. It's a controversial episode. I was the one arguing for Gryffindor for Brock. Yeah. And a lot of people were arguing Hufflepuff. Okay. Um, but he is a Gryffindor. Yeah, sure. I think he is a Gryffindor. I don't know what I said Happy before. Be. Maybe things have changed, but Hunter he should be a Gryffindor. I was really adamant that he was a Hufflepuff. I think you were pretty adamant that he was Hufflepuff. I was kind of, you know, I don't want to paint myself as a hero, but I was kind of the lone person defending this. Invention. That is such a Gryffindor thing to say. Uh, it's, it's okay, because I'm not one, so I'm mm-hmm. fine with that. But uh, no, he actually, he said himself that he feels the calling. Uh be a Gryffindor. What do you what do you Gryffindor. feel like you are, Diego? Uh I would like to be a good Slytherin. Dude, let's fucking hang out. Are you let's hang out. Me? Is that what you think you are? I oh my in my heart. There's yeah. few things I know as much as I know that I'm a Slytherin. Yeah. I think I'm a you know, I'm a I'm an asshole inside. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely I have like some thoughts and it's like why are you thinking this terrible yeah. things? But I don't act on them. Yeah. Like I try my best that's, to be a good person, but I think I'm self-aware enough to be like, it's yeah. okay to have this terrible thoughts. Yeah, you're, as there's long like a natural you know cynicism, but you're trying against exactly. it. Exactly. That's one of the things that I never appreciate. I wish they would have done in her book series, speaking of criticisms of that, is that they should have had a prototype example of a decent-hearted Slytherin rather yeah. than just like, oh yeah, Slytherins, that's the evil class. Like, Because essentially what it is is this kind of utilitarian, like, the ends justify the means essentially sort of a thing to a degree. I think there's more to it than that. 
but um, the idea of knowing like manipulation or what power is worth and these things which by themselves can be really awful, but if you recognize them as realities of the world can be used for good or evil just as easily. But she never does that. Yeah. She's just like, oh, Slytherin's bad. And then you're like, oh, Snape was good. And then you're like, really, was he? He just yeah. kind of like loved a woman and then was kind of like, I don't know, forced in this semi-incel way to just like fight for her. I'm getting people, a lot of people real pissed he off listening to this. definitely but. like a creep. He's, I, don't, I wouldn't name my kid after Super him. Super interesting, but... Yeah. You know, and not not to say he doesn't redeem himself. Uh, also, super interesting, he does not really have a big effect on the end result of the plot, despite <sighs> being this big sub, like this agent, this double agent. Mm-hmm. He uh, he never really like he dies. Voldemort kills him. It's an I mean, it's whatever, but he's not able to give anything to Harry really, other than telling him his backstory from what mm-hmm. I remember, which is fine, but. It's a shame that all that sacrifice was for naught. Yeah, I think we're losing a lot of listeners right now. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> are great series. But, hey, email us. You're angry. Uh, yeah, you're, send us emails. to eatyourbroccoli at gmail.com. Send every complaint to eatyourbroccoli at gmail.com. We should. That's you know what? That's I'm going to make that email address. That's so easy. Yeah, let's Eat make your broccoli, eat your broccoli at, at gmail.com. Yeah. Oh, um, done. Yeah, send your angry uh, emails there. We'll be listening to them. Uh, how are we doing on time? It's a little late, but I think we can pull out another uh, secondary Let's character. Let's pull out a secondary character. Would you like to do I would, the honors? I would love to pull out the secondary character from Hunter's Nice Teacup. Uh, the secondary character from Hunter Toro's Nice Teacup is Hunter Toro. Hunter Toro. Hunter Toro. Wow. What do you think about her? Uh, hate no her. No pressure. Hate You don't have her. to just, like... Hate Hatred. You don't have to just sweet talk me. Is there a be honest? Is there something worse than hatred? Lividness. Sure. Uh, uh, loathe. Yeah. I loathe. Um, no. Okay. I think uh, I think Hunter is fantastic. I really really like her. I actually love her as a person. Yeah. I would say that she is fun. She is exciting. She is uh, a happy person. There's a lot of in Hunter. That is in Brock. Yeah. But there's also a lot of unique things that are just Hunter. Yes. And um, I think she is truly a good person. Yeah. And I appreciate that. And she works harder than anybody uh, when it comes to, you know, making her dreams come true. And that's inspiring. Yeah. She's a phenomenal writer um, and she's always pursuing that goal. Um, She is very inspirational. And uh, she makes me feel bad mm. uh, about my own uh, lack of motivation sometimes. But she's beyond that encouraged me to work, and I'm uh, always amazed by her ethic, uh, work ethic. Yeah, but yeah, badass lady. Uh, I would never say that to her face, and I don't have to worry about that because she won't listen to these. Yeah, thank God. It's this episode three, or yeah. four, three she, or four. She's listening. She's gonna drop out after one. Yeah. One. I'm, that's and why I can be honest. Be like, I loved it. Yeah, Thanks. that's why I can be honest. Yeah, <laughs> uh, about her without you know showing my feelings because I'm a dude. I don't want to. Yeah, heaven forbid, right? Yeah, that sounds awful. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, don't listen to us. If there are Hunter Toros or Brock Hansons in your life, please go ahead and tell them how you feel. Yeah. Uh, take a page from Harry Potter, guys. We're in this together, and that's the way we're gonna feed defeat evil. 
uh, yeah, or go certain to the presidents or get a uh, Harry Potter book views, and uh, then just rip this. a page out of it. Just, yeah, just rip, rip a, page a literal page out of out a of library it. and then take it. Just with take you. it. Just take it with. Take that page. Yeah, an important one, plot-wise. Well, um, thank you guys uh, for listening. We appreciate you so much. Um, again, angry emails go to eachbroccoli at gmail.com. I've been your co-host, Michael Monti. And I've been Diego Salazar Castro. Slytherin. Slytherins. Forever. Mm-hmm.